do you believe? What's up, everyone? Welcome to the All Bets Are On podcast with Kate Constable. It's been a good start to the NBA season so far. We're up 4.9 units on the year. I feel like I'm getting a good handle on which teams I want to be betting on, which teams I want to stay away from, which teams to look at overs for, unders, all of the above. So happy with the way the season has started thus far. And going to jump into Tuesday's slate, which is always, you know, usually about four or five games on Tuesdays. So we'll go through just a couple of those. But to kick things off, I mean, I just said I'm happy with the way things have started. The Brooklyn Nets are not happy with the way things started in their organization because they have just um, parted ways, mutually agreed to part ways with Steve Nash, their head coach. Uh, So he is gone. And that comes uh, just a day after, less than 24 hours after the Nets beat the Pacers last night. So just kind of an interesting... um, thing to happen after your team wins a game, but they've struggled so much this in the early going of the season that it, it kind of was inevitable whether or not they were going to or whether or not they won last night. I mean, the, the team just isn't going in a great direction right now. So uh, Jacques Vaughn is the new acting Nets, Nets acting head coach. He'll take over in the interim until uh, the Nets announce whether or not you know, they're going to do a national search to find someone uh, or what the deal is there. Honestly, I think that Steve Nash got out of that mess just in time. He had to deal with so much stuff last year that was kind of out of his control. Uh, all the stuff with Kyrie, the offseason w- with KD and Kevin Durant wanting Nash fired in the offseason. And then you've got Kyrie, you know, back on his BS again this year. So it's just a mess in Brooklyn. And if I were Steve Nash, I would be happy to part ways with that organization. And I would imagine he gets another coaching job somewhere. This wasn't his team necessarily that, that he was able to really grow with or anything like that. So um, I think Nash definitely gets another coaching job. I, I just think probably a good thing for him to get out of that Brooklyn Nets organization right now. But with the Nets playing tonight, let's take a look at that game. I mentioned they played last night, beat the Pacers. So this is a back-to-back for them today. They play the Chicago Bulls at home. Um, Beat the Pacers 116-109 last night. They didn't cover that game. They were eight, eight and a half point favorites, depending on where you got that number, but didn't cover that. So they're one in six against the spread this season. Since 2001, the Nets are 6-32-1 against the spread as home favorites. And... You guessed it. They are a home favorite tonight against the Bulls. This number opened at two and a half in favor of the Nets. It's gone down all the way to one. Then with this news of Steve Nash being gone, it's back up to two. A lot of times when a team fires their head coach, the next game is kind of a... um, resurgence for a team they play a little bit harder um for some whatever reason there's a little bit more motivation to go out and and perform so that number got brought back up a little bit um in terms of what i like in this game though i like the bulls team total over 114 and a half i just grabbed that at DraftKings. i think that's still available um but this nets defense is just full of holes and I actually I took that number before the Steve Nash news and I like it even more now because they're just going to kind of try and revert back to their normal ways of literally not playing defense last night going into last night's game against the Pacers uh, Nash said that they were going to focus a lot more on their defensive effort and I think they did to some degree uh, still allowed the Pacers back in the game 
late, but their defense was definitely better than we've seen at the early start of the season. But I think with uh, out Nash there and um, enacting a head coach right now, I, I just don't see them playing a whole lot of defense tonight. I mean, either way, they haven't played a whole lot of defense all season. 29th in defensive rating. They've been in the bottom three in defensive rating the last two seasons. They're giving up 120 points per game this year. And Ben Simmons is really the only player that I would say is a really solid defender night in and night out. And he is out tonight. Sat out last night uh, with um, injury. I can't remember if it's his back or what's going on with him, but he's um, nursing an injury. So they're going to rest him another night. I think Nick Claxton is also a decent defender in terms of being a shot blocker, rim rim protector, rebounder. But I would definitely give uh, the Bulls center Nikola Vucevic the advantage between those two. And so I think he'll probably be able to grab quite a few offensive rebounds tonight and and give the Bulls second chance uh, points or opportunities uh, on that end of the floor. So just overall, I don't trust the Nets defense, which is why I would totally lean to um, the Bulls putting up quite a bit of points. Bulls are also coming off of two days rest. They lost their last two games to the Spurs and the Sixers, but in their last four games, they've topped this team total of 114 and a half in three of those four games. They're averaging just over 120 points in those last four games. And quite a few players on the injury report going into tonight's game, but they're all questionable. Kobe White, Iota Sumo, and Zach Levine, obviously the most notable. Um, he's questionable with injury management, but reports have said that he's likely to play tonight. So um, if he does play, uh, the Bulls' odds for putting up more points obviously only go up because he's one of their main scorers. Uh, but either way, he or DeMar DeRozan will likely be guarded by Royce O'Neal, which doesn't scare me one bit. I think they are able to fully take advantage of that matchup. So I like what I see from the Bulls in terms of how they match up uh, against the Brooklyn Nets and what they're able to do offensively. And then in terms of the full game total, I haven't bet this yet, but I would also lean towards the full game at, what is it now? It's 232, open at 235 and a half, 233 and a half rather. Dropped down quite a bit, but it's back up to 232. Um, And I would even look to play the over here. I might wait and play this live uh, if we get off to a slow start, but all the Nets know how to do is score. So if they can't stop the Bulls on offense, the only way for them to really stay in this game is if they can try and turn this into a shootout and run up the score. Uh, they can't rely on their defense hardly at all. So obviously, if, if you want to stay with the team that's scoring a bunch, it means you have to score a bunch too. And Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, They know how to score with the best of them. They're both averaging 30 points per game. Uh, Joe Harris is not on the injury report tonight, and so he should be back in the lineup, which obviously he's a great three-point shooter and a threat out on the perimeter, which opens things up for the entire team. Uh, So I just expect overall a lot of points tonight and not a whole lot of defense. So official play for this game is the Bulls team total over 114.5. Moving on to the Heat and the Warriors. 
Warriors are on the road in Miami tonight. This number is Heat minus one right now, and the total is 226. Both of these teams coming into tonight having lost their last two games. The Warriors lost to the Hornets and the Pistons on the road, and the Heat lost to the Warriors last week, uh, and the Kings on the road. So the Heat are back home after their first long road trip, um, and the Warriors are looking for their first win on the road. So far, this Warriors team is kind of not confusing me because I think that they could turn it on at any moment. I, I just feel like there's some sort of a championship hangover with this team. Uh, and, and they're kind of just playing with their food right now. Not trying all that hard on defense. Not moving the ball as well as they typically do. Uh, not taking as high percentage of shots as they typically do. Overall, it looks like they're just kind of running through the motions. And Steve Kerr said it after their last game. Like, it, it, we're just playing pickup out there, basically, is what they're doing. So... With this veteran roster, obviously a championship caliber team, these these players have done this before, uh, I would just expect them to eventually kind of flip the switch and play Warriors basketball in, in what we've expected from them over these last couple of years. I don't think it's any like internal issues or there's a problem with their system and that's why they're not performing as well. I think it literally just comes down to are they going to go out there and play hard and actually try and care and want to win these games. Eventually, that'll happen, but I mean, what, we're only six games into the season for most teams, so um, I could see it taking a little bit longer, but against a team like the Heat, this could be a game to finally turn it on. Uh, neither team great on the defensive end this year. Roy Warriors ranked 24th in defensive rating, and that's coming off of a season in which they were top three in defensive rating, so that right there kind of shows you how they've backed off a little on that end of the, um, the floor. The Heat are 18th in defensive rating, and they're allowing teams to shoot pretty well from three, which, uh, spoiler alert, whatever the term is, uh, Warriors are pretty good at shooting threes. So Heat are allowing teams to shoot about 40% from deep, obviously not good against Steph Curry. Uh, Clay Thompson is might is questionable tonight. I don't know if he's playing or not, but even like Jordan Poole, you don't want to be given those uh, players that many opportunities to knock down that shot. Steph Curry is also coming into this game playing very well. He might not be playing much defense, but he's playing pretty good on the offensive end. He's scoring 30 points or more in six of seven games to start the year. He had 33 last week against the Heat. Uh, so he's having just a incredible start to his season, which is not surprising. Uh, the Warriors, though, as a team, turning the ball over at the ninth worst rate in the league. They're 23rd in rebounding. So once again, just kind of that focus and effort, those little things just aren't there for the Warriors. But if we take a look at the last meeting between these two teams, they played last Thursday, and the Warriors won that one, 123-110 at home at the Chase Center. And they were pretty better in that game. I should say better. Uh, they weren't great, but they were better. Out-rebounded the Heat. 50 to 31 just absolutely killed them on the glass. They got 16 offensive rebounds in that game. And granted, this was the Heat's uh, first road trip of the season. They were on a back-to-back. -back. They played in Portland the night before, which is just a very hard place to get to and to play at. So to go to your first road trip, East Coast all the way to Portland on the West Coast, you have the time change and everything, and then to play your first back-to-back -back of the of the season, that odds were stacked against the Heat to begin with in that game. Um, 
I believe I took the Warriors, or I actually took the over in that game, um, and that hit, but I should have just taken the Warriors. That should have been an auto bet, knowing the situation and the spot that the Heat were in. Um, so it's not surprising that the Warriors won that one, but this one's definitely going to be a much closer, and the line suggests that with uh, Heat minus one. But I actually like the under 227 in this. And that might be a little surprising because, ooh, it's actually dropped to 225. Okay, so I'm closing line value there um, because of the spot that the, the Heat were in last game. No defense was going to be had in that game because they were tired. They were coming off a back-to-back. And obviously, we know the Warriors haven't been playing defense this year. You give up 16 offensive rebounds and the Warriors are going to capitalize on the majority of those and get some extra points that way. Golden State also shot 50% uh, from the floor, 40% from deep. So tons of points in, in that aspect. And obviously that's going to lean to a better outcome for the Warriors than the team that's, you know, not shooting that well. Um, in terms of that total, that w went over uh, 230 some, and Warriors had 21 turnovers, so just sloppy play on their end that led to uh, extra possessions and extra points for the Heat. So I don't think all those things are going to happen tonight. Is is kind of what I'm getting that at Golden State, obviously a very good shooting team, but to shoot 50% from the field and 40% from three in one game, um, that's hard to do. 16 offensive rebounds that's hard to do. You're not going to be getting those second chance opportunities uh, if you're not, you know, getting 16 offensive rebounds. And I don't think that's going to be the case tonight. I think we'll see a more balanced um, rebounding effort between the, the two teams. And then the Warriors 21 turnovers, giving extra possessions and points to the Heat. I don't think we see that number from the Warriors as well. I think this kind of turns into a game where the Warriors start to lock it in a little bit more on the defensive end, uh, play with more effort. Uh, these two teams being the best in the East and the West last year, you know, um, just a little bit more of a rivalry than, you know, we would see in the Warriors uh, Pistons game or Warriors Hornets game that we saw the other night. So I think this one goes leans toward the, towards the under is a little bit slower pace than we've seen. Um, but ultimately I like the under 227 in the heat and warriors. Two other games on the slate for tonight. We have Magic and Thunder. This line open at Magic as a one-point favorite. It's now flipped, and the Thunder are a three-point favorite at home. Total sitting around 216.5. I would lean towards the Thunder in this one. They've been the better team between the two teams thus far this season. Um, but I don't have any play in this game, and I really have no desire to... Um, make a play in it just to just to have one that's something that I'm working on not doing this year is just having a play just to have a play um you know it's always more fun when you have some action on the game but if you want to be profitable um it's best to kind of pick and choose your spots so I'm going to stay away from this game altogether and same with the Timberwolves and Suns game I have no play in that one I wish I had taken it at Timberwolves plus five and a half. I saw some of those last night and I failed to pull the trigger on that. I moved down to three and a half. Now I'm seeing it back up a little bit around four. Five would be my cutoff to take the Timberwolves, anything under that. And I would probably lean towards playing the Suns. But again, no play in that game um, tonight for me. The totals come down from 230 to 227 and a half. I don't know. I kind of feel like uh, in terms of the total... I would lean towards the over. 
The Timberwolves are usually an unders team just because they're a bigger team. They have bigger guys that are slower, so their pace is a little bit slower. But DeAndre Ayton is out for the Phoenix Suns tonight. He's out for about a week with an ankle sprain. Um, And I think without him in the lineup, the Suns are going to want to get out and run, uh, be in transition a lot more than they typically would because the Phoenix hasn't been playing at a terribly fast-paced either. Um, Devin Booker has been pushing the ball a lot more in transition. Booker's had a fantastic start to the season. He's averaging 29, uh, just over 29 points uh, per game. Been extremely efficient with the ball. But I think one of the biggest things that the Suns will look to do is kind of create mismatches out on the perimeter uh, against the Wolves because that brings then Carl Anthony Towns out to guard who Cam Johnson or Mikhail Bridges out on the perimeter. And uh, Cat cannot defend to save his life and when he struggles on the defensive end he just kind of gets in his head and he gets pouty and whiny and kind of just quits so that's not a great thing for the wolves uh it also will cause rudy gobert to have to come out and step up on the perimeter a little bit more um so i think there's some mismatches to be had without deandre Ayton in the game that could cause this pace to pick up and and play a little bit faster on the other end, and this is why I'm just not going to play this game, is you have Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns who are great uh, front court players, and then you don't have DeAndre Ayton in, um, on the defensive side for the Suns. So Bismack Biombo is a good player, but he's a backup, and he's a backup for a reason. Uh, I don't see him being too successful guarding Carl Anthony Towns or Rudy Gobert. And then you have Jock Landell, who is the backup for Ayton um, and Bismack. And he's been fine for the Suns this year. I actually think he's probably been a little bit better than people expected. But again, going up against Gobert uh, and Cat, I, I don't know if I like that matchup. So part of me leans towards taking the points with the Wolves because Aiton is out. And I mean, the guard play for the Wolves is still uh, pretty good. D'Angelo Russell and Anthony Edwards. Uh, but overall, I think that Phoenix can pick up this pace a little bit, which is going to make it tough for the Wolves to hang with them. So I'm kind of just contradict myself on, on both sides of this game. So I'm going to stay away from this one altogether. But if we recap our plays for today, the Nets and Bulls, I'm taking the Bulls team total over 115 and a half. And then in the Heat Warriors game, I am playing under 227 and a half. All right, short and sweet today, back on Thursday, hopefully, with some more um, plays for that slate. I think going forward, I'm going to try and do this as a Tuesday and Thursday, and we'll go over the small slates on both of those days um, because we got some other things going on Monday mornings that I got to get ready for, and so getting this out on a Monday, Wednesday, Friday schedule just has not been working lately because uh, I like to get it out before the afternoon. That way, if these lines are moving or whatnot, I at least can hopefully help you figure out what to do with those types of things. Um, But yeah, that is all. Head over to Twitter. Give me a follow, please. My Twitter handle is at Kate Constable. Um, You can also follow me on Betstamp. I've been tracking my bets there. Uh, So you can obviously go on there and look to see what I'm playing every day. If there isn't a podcast out, my handle there is Kate underscore Constable. And TikTok, last of all, Kate Constable on TikTok. Go give me a follow there. All right. That is all I got for you. Uh, We will be back on Thursday. Hope to win you some money tonight. If you are tailing, best of luck. We'll see you soon.